St. Leo 360, a 360 degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. This is your host, Greg Lindbergh. Here on this episode of St. Leo 360, we are highlighting a new podcast called As a Matter of Fact. And this new podcast series is hosted by Dr. Lisa Rapp McCall, who is a professor of social work here at St. Leo University. And Dr. Rapp McCall has interviewed several of our faculty members about some very unique research uh, that they have conducted in their careers. On the first episode of this podcast, Dr. Rapp McCall speaks with Dr. Harry Dammer, who is the Interim Associate Dean of the College of Education and Social Services here at St. Leo, and is also a professor of criminal justice in criminology. And the main topic of discussion of this episode is prison education. So let's go ahead and get rolling now with episode one of As a Matter of Fact. Welcome to As a Matter of Fact, a podcast about important and intriguing research findings. What do the research discoveries mean and how do they impact and help us? I'm Dr. Lisa Rat McCall, your podcast host. I believe that science and research can help us be better and do better. So come along with me as we learn about the latest research discoveries and what they mean for us. Welcome to our first episode of As a Matter of Fact, a podcast about interesting research findings which may help all of us know better and do better. My name is Dr. Lisa Rat McCall, and I'm a professor of social work at St. Leo University. Today we're going to be diving into the topic of prison education, and I have an expert in the area right here, Dr. Harry Dammer. Dr. Dammer is an Interim Associate Dean of the College of Education and Social Services and Professor of Criminal Justice and Criminology. Dr. Dammer received an A.S. from Bergen Community College in New Jersey, B.S. and M.S. from the University of Dayton, Ohio, and his Ph.D. from the Rutgers University in New Jersey. He's the author or co-author of several books and has published or co-published more than 40 articles, chapters, manuals, and professional reports on a variety of criminal justice topics. He's been awarded two Fulbright scholarships to lecture and conduct research in Germany. His main teaching and research specializations are prison programs, including religion and education and comparative criminal justice. Welcome, Dr. Dammer, and thank you for being here today. Thank you, uh, Lisa. Can I call you Lisa? I'm yes, not, I know absolutely. But yes. well, thank you, Lisa. And uh, I have to correct you a little bit. I don't know if I'm, if I'm an expert on on this topic. It is an interest of mine, something I've been looking at, at for you know, a good number of years. But there's many people who who know a lot more about it than I do. But I'm, I'm more than willing to share what I do know. And 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 after having te- taught corrections for 30 years, I guess I know a little bit. But I just I just want to, if there's anybody who listens, if there's anybody else, I don't want to insult anyone. You know? <laughs> Well, thank you. We appreciate you being here. Maybe we could start with sort of understanding the size and scope of the prison system in America. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, very simply, uh, we have we, we, it's believed, and I say believed because I'm not so sure it's actually true. Uh, we have more people incarcerated than any country in the world. Um, now, people, you know, the, the, the data is a little odd, you know, because number one, there's some countries that don't report correctly, you know, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to pick on China, but right. that, that's an example. I mean, I find it hard to believe that China, with the number of people they have, that they don't have more people in prison than we do. But the reporting is, is skewed, you know, and there's mm -hmm. a couple other countries too. But per capita, I think I think it's fair to say we have the most. And, uh, and, and, I, and I think, uh, and I'm proud of this as an American, that we do... Uh, speak the truth when it comes to how many people are in prison. But either way, it's it's a lot. It's too many, you know. And right. uh, but I, I, I so I don't know if you want to know numbers, but uh, but uh, it, it is a considerable number. You know, if you want to talk a little bit about how many exactly, I could do that. Sure, I would love to know, mm -hmm. you know, what numbers we're kind of talking yeah. about. Well, again, they they go. Uh, you know, prison stats are, are very fluid. You know what. It's different this month than it was even last month and six months ago in a year. Right. But let's say in general we have around 1.9 million people incarcerated, and but that includes um, jail, that includes federal prison, that includes uh, young people, people under 18, military, immigration detention facilities. So mm -hmm. 1.9 million. So that, that's you know a lot. <laughs> no matter what you you know how you look at it, that's a lot. Um, the the majority of them are in state prison. Okay. Um, and uh, and also sort of around a million in state prison and uh, over 500,000 in jails. So wow. there's a different people sometimes use the term jail and prison interchangeably and they're not the same. So that's important okay. distinction. You know, um, it's an important distinction for people listening. Jail is more short-term people waiting trial, um, uh, waiting transfer, mm -hmm. uh, whereas a, a prison is usually somebody who's been um, sentenced to a period of at least a year so. okay that makes sense that that is a lot and and when they do leave do they return uh, well yeah the and, and the term we use is recidivism and uh, uh, which comes from the Latin word I believe recidivare oh a little Latin's always good when you're a Catholic you know <laughs> so a uh, Catholic school and a Catholic uh, so uh, to return to a previous behavior it's okay. the best way I try to try to uh, remember it by and so yeah uh, recidivism so is the term we use and and um, um, so we have a very high recidivism rate in the United States you know mm -hmm. uh, I'd say um, generally just you know again I think it's most important to keep in mind though when you you have to define what you mean by recidivism and when they say returning to prison does that mean returning to prison uh, returning to being arrested or does that mean returning to jail? Or does that mean returning to prison being sentenced? So, mm -hmm. you know, so, or does that mean getting out and then committing another crime? So it depends on what you mean. But generally, the, the definition is somebody who's rearrested within three years. Okay. That's, that's the simplest way to, you know, you have to sure. like delineate and, and sort of limit your terms. Otherwise, you get confused, right? So I'd say uh, our, our recidivism rate in that way is. Is around seventy percent. Wow, uh, sixty to seventy percent. Many research studies show that. Um, now, it, again, it varies by state, it varies by crime. Even Florida, you know, the, mm -hmm. they, 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 the data that Florida they show you is thirty percent, thirty-three percent. Well, it depends what kind of crime you're talking about, how long. They might be talking about five years. They might be talking about two years. They might be talking about people convicted. So you have to be more specific when you ask the question, I right. think. Uh, but it's generally 70% within three years. It's a general good rule. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's really unfortunate. Um, 
but it it's probably hard to acclimate and then thrive outside after you've been in the prison system i imagine yeah and and that's uh what gets us to our point about religion of it's going to be about um of education in prison yes mm-hmm. you know the adjustment even if you're in prison for only only right it's not easy for me to say for a year or two right. years you know usually people won't get a year they're in jail if they get a year but if they're in prison for at least two years that still is two years away from your family two years away two years away from employment two years away from the community you live and and it does take some adjustment so you can imagine how after 10, 15 years, how right. I, you know, I can't fathom it, you know. Right. Um, I don't know if you remember that movie. Um, oh, boy, there was a movie, uh, not Dead Men Walking, but, um, um, well, it'll come to me. But there was a movie, oh, the, the um, where, where an elderly person, elderly guy, got out of prison, and he it was with uh, Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. the movie with Morgan Freeman, the prison movie. I've seen a million prison Shawshank. movies. Shawshank? Yes, Shawshank. Shawshank, yes. that's very great good. Movie. Yeah, very great good. Movie. Very, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking Green Mile. I was thinking uh, <laughs> there's these, been a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I actually like prison movies. There, <laughs> I get a kick out of them. Um, it's my sick humor, I guess. But um, yeah, in that Shawshank Redemption movie, those of you who have seen it, many people have. There's an elderly gentleman who who commits suicide because he has such a hard time adjusting mm-hmm. to being. And mm-hmm. I think. Excuse me. I think that's indicative of of a big challenge. You know? Right. So right. I don't know if that answers your. I don't know if that's that a question, but yeah. a comment. But I, I'm agreeing with you that the adjustment is tremendous, and mm-hmm. uh, which you know get us to the importance of of prison education. Yeah. So how did you get interested in the subject of of prison education? Well, um, two things happened. First, I, I, like I mentioned, I've been teaching. Uh, Corrections or prisons and or and or probation corrections in general for over thirty years. Um, I was a probation officer in my previous life, and a couple of previous lives, and that was one of them. Uh, and then I I was interested in prisons, and um, and so I I've, I've taken on that class wherever I've taught, and and one of the things that stood out to me as I taught the class is uh, the failure of prison programs, you know, how they don't mm-hmm. work, some of them don't work too well. Mm-hmm. Right? Meaning the recidivism rate is way too high, mm-hmm. right? But one that stood out that did work or reduced recidivism markably, markably, markably was prison education programs. It mm-hmm. was clear to me, the more I looked at it, and then and then I would I would read more about it and, and, and go to conferences and attend panels on it, and it just became clear to me that that this works better than any. Nothing works perfect, right? And we're right. going to have recidivism, right? This is. I always make a, a sort of flippant remark. It's. It's the problem is original sin. <laughs> you know, we all have, are imperfect. You know, we all and 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 just level of imperfection. And some sure. people that manifest themselves in crime and other others. You know, you might like chocolate. You know, right. <laughs> right. Uh, due to your original. You know, I might like uh, uh, um, adult beverages. You right. Know? <laughs> right. So anyway, but. Um, uh, flippancy aside, uh, I, 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 you know, th- this is where I, I learned that this works. You know, this works, and mm-hmm. and 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 min- inmates who go to uh, prison programs, excuse me, um, prison education, um, it, I think it's something that that can work. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and then the second thing is I had a, a, a colleague uh, who is probably the most cited. He was my dissertation chair and probably the most cited criminologist in the world. His name is Todd Clear. Who um, was working with his uh, partner, who is also a criminologist, a, a woman, 
Dina Rose, and they were working on a prison education program in New Jersey called the STEP program. And it was it was at the time that I, I don't know right now because it's been a few years now, but it was the biggest prison education program in the country. Wow. I'm talking about total number of students involved, uh, inmates involved in prison education, and they wanted to. Um, do an evaluation of it. So they asked me if I wanted to help or get in on the project. And having taught it and thought it was such a great thing for so many years, um, I said, this, this is something I want to know more about. So I, I joined that, that team. Wow. And, so, and we did an evaluation of that program. And then more recently, when I was at, uh, prior to coming to St. Leo's, um, I was at another Catholic school, uh, University of Scranton in, in Pennsylvania. And we were fortunate enough to start a, uh, this is a, within the last three years or so, we were fortunate to start a prison education program in a local prison. Wow. Got support of the university and the president. And uh, and then there was a, a colleague of mine, his name is uh, Dr. Christopher Haw, H-A-W. He's a Notre Dame grad, and, and he was involved in the Notre Dame program, which is another one of the most more successful, <clears throat> excuse me, prison education programs in the country. And Chris, uh, and since I've left, he's, he's taken that on, done a great job. Where I think they're in their second or third cohort of students. He's done a tremendous job. A very young, energetic, brilliant young man. So, uh, so I I was involved in starting that program wow. and sort you know initiate how and, and the challenges of starting it and and and. And because uh, it, there's different things you have to do to get a program started, and, and we were able to do that. So I was very proud of that. And uh, but then came here, and uh, then met you, and then this is it. So uh, it's my pleasure. And um, so that's how I got into the business, but both teaching it over the years, seeing it, seeing its success, and I uh, and and also uh, then working in it. Mm -hmm. right? so, and then and then last, I just said, you know that um, I've been in prisons in oh. I don't know, maybe 15 countries, uh, maybe 25 states in the United States, and uh, and it's it's one of the few things that when I go into a prison, that's pretty consistent as a positive thing in the prison. You know? mm -hmm. and, and 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 you learn, you know, when you go visit a prison, you can tell the the temper of the you can tell the temperature of the prison, what it's like, and what's good about it, what's challenging. You can, if you spend enough time in in prisons, like I have. Um, um, I don't think you can ignore the fact of the, the, that the success of these programs. Right, right. And when you talk about prison education programs, are you talking about finishing the high school diploma, like a GED level? Are you talking about trades? Or what do you mean by education in yes. prison? Well, that's a, and that's a good question. Again, you want to you know clarify your terms. It's important that you know what you're talking about in order to really evaluate it, you know, to, to right. talk about it. So uh, prison education um, for many places is, is about just GED. Okay. You know, GE mm -hmm. high school, and that's the first step. Yeah. Uh, but then other ones have uh, the equivalent of a two-year. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did at Scranton, wow. the equivalent of a two-year degree. Okay. It comes out to be, you know, uh, I think it's 10 courses times three credits, 30 credits, something mm -hmm. like that, 10 or 11 courses. And you can do that over a course of three years with summer sessions and whatever. I mean, you need sure. collaboration with the faculty, which we had at Scranton, very, uh, really, very, a great faculty. And, and, um, um, you know, you can get it done in three years. Wow. Uh, and and while well, you have to do it in prisons, though, I, I should add, you, you it's difficult to do it in a jail. Mm -hmm. GED is easier in jails because it's easier to get. It's short term. Right. Prisons, uh, you know, when you have to be in prison a couple of years. Yeah. And, and that's one of the challenges with prison education programs. Maybe we'll talk about that later. But um, uh, what was I, where was I going with this? Um, 
You said it was oh, I'm sorry. GED yeah, GED, AS. GED, mm-hmm. and then junior college, right? Right, is is another. And again, because you can do it in two years. Because when you go to the next level, uh, the four year degree, mm-hmm. uh, that's again logistically more challenging. Right, and students have to be there for a considerable period of time, and the costs, etc. And and I would recommend anybody who's listening who's you should check out the Bard Project, B A R D. It's a college in New York, and. Um, and there you have a really successful uh, uh, prison education program. And there was actually a, a PBS special done by uh, collaboration with Bur- uh, Burns. Is that the guy who does it? Uh, yeah, Ken Burns. Ken Burns, yeah. yes, Ken Burns. Mm-hmm. And and it was a woman who produced a prison education, and I should have that name, that's terrible, uh, a program about prison education. I would recommend people look at that, the Bard Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and they give a four-year degree. And, and, they, and they, they had tape in there. They went and interviewed inmates. And it was tremendous. Wow. It was a tremendous show. Wow. That they did. I think it was an hour-long show. Um, so I think that answers your question in that, that you know, there's different levels, different mm-hmm. kinds of programs. Uh, but I think the most common would probably be two years, and then mm-hmm. the subject matter also differs too. Right, That's right. What you, if you, I don't know if you want yeah, to know about that. Yeah, I would like to know about that. Um, you know, you, some places have uh, counting, or some people have, right. uh, um, you know, creative writing or whatever. But mm-hmm. but I think the, the many of them have what just called basically a. a of, of a liberal arts degree. Okay. You know? And again, and for those of the readers, liberal arts, uh, when I talk about this with my students, liberal arts is not the same term liberal. The word of, the, word of the use, liberal arts, the term liberal arts, it doesn't mean a political term liberal. Right. People, right. I mean, you know this because it's not if you're feeling it's yeah. not the same. And, mm-hmm. and, and people don't understand that. So, right. so people, and this is what runs into the problem when you get challenges about prison education, when mm-hmm. people don't want, oh, why would I want to give a liberal arts degree to somebody in prison? You know, you know uh, well, it's not about liberal, it's about a well rounded education. Like a general, general kind of yeah, yes, yeah, topics, exactly. a variety of variety topics. of topics. It's more about educating the person overall and teaching the skills, reading, writing, critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. So and so that's what we did at Scranton, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people do because it's mm-hmm. it's um it's it's a better way to go. Really. Right now, I, I mean, and you know you can have a four year accounting degree. That's great. You know, and right. many and there's an accounting job and you got or maybe even nursing or whatever. But all those is a lot more complicated. A lot right. more complications. Right. And costs and things. Right. You know, the overhead for nursing is, is tremendous. Labs are needed labs, and all yeah. kinds of things yeah, like so that. So that's right. one of the challenges is the labs, the science. Mm-hmm. You, know, you do need a science class or two. But right. so I, I think I think that answers your question that, that many of the programs are are, are, are liberal arts based. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, can any uh, inmate go into like a prison education program or are there some well again they, there's some there's some limits you know yeah, when you think about it sure um, uh, well first of all there's a there's a process you just don't take anyone you know you have to have to have a GED right you have to maybe do a writing sample uh, mm-hmm. there's some you know maybe if they took some classes ahead of time you know there is an application process okay. if, if you if you want to do it right right yeah you know, because you just don't want to let anyone in you know who can't right. re- read for right. example you know i mean you know there's you know there's so many inmates who have serious educational challenges yeah right? so so you do have some level of uh, entry level you know qualifications right so similar like you know in regular uh studies for a for a um 
college degree, there is some level of acceptance or admission yes, kind admission of standard, process. making sure people can complete or have a chance to complete, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the things you do, if you have to make sure you see a transcript, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want, want to see they have a high school diploma or maybe right. some college credits. And then another thing we did was we interviewed Mm-hmm. So we said, okay, there's 15 spots for the first right. class, and, and, and we gave them a writing test, a writing mm-hmm. sample. They had to do a writing test, and, and, had, and had three or four faculty grade, mm-hmm. grade it and say mm-hmm. it was passable. And then we had the interviews, you know, mm-hmm. and to check on their motivation and what, right. what they're trying to do. And I think that's the right way to do it. I mean, yeah. you know, we, again, this is, you know, we didn't create this. This is all over the country. Uh, right. And we stole a lot of our stuff from Notre Dame. Sure. Which sure. a lot of people do. Because, yeah. you know, Notre Dame is probably the premier Catholic institution in the, in the world. Right. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not a football guy, so I'm not being, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that's not my thing. I, I care about the Catholic education part, right. you know. Right. Um, but um, so I, 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 but there are some challenges because uh, you you can't let inmates who have serious mental challenges, mental mm-hmm. challenges, right? You can't have inmates who are dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, who have serious um, uh, prison infractions, right. you know, prison violence. Right. You can't have gangs problems. You have right. to be careful with all that. So you have to work real real closely with the prison administrators to narrow down your class. So so I think the answer to your question is. Um, you know, you want to give people opportunity, but there's a, there are practical limits. Sure, sure. That would only make sense. And from your experience then, um, do like professors or teachers go into the prison to do the teaching or is this online or? Yeah, no, the online is, I mean, there are, maybe there are people who do online, but online is now you have to have computers and you have to then they have yeah. access to computers and access right. to computers for inmates is, is a challenge, you know, for many reasons. Right. Okay? And, and, and right. We, we could get into that some other time. But, right. But um, no, it does include, and, and you could do Skype, you know, you could do sure. Zoom, whatever. But, but you know, and, and at St. Leo's, this is maybe um, um, not not well not well received, but, but uh, I still think education in the classroom with a professor and 10 to 15 or 20 mm-hmm. inmates, in inmates, in this case, students, I like mm-hmm. to call them students, right, mm-hmm. um, is the best way to do it. Right. Is, is the best way to do it. I mean, St. Louis does a great job with online education. Everybody right. knows that we've been, you know, St. Leo's, we uh, have been at the forefront of that for 20 years. Right. You know, and there's no doubt that St. Leo's was a, a you know, a, a leader in that field. But um, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to insult my colleagues who would teach mm-hmm. only online, but right. I still think um, the, it, it's better if it's done well mm-hmm. in person, you know. And I guess I'm old, you know, and I've had really <laughs> good professors who have changed my life, right. who I'm still friends with. I mean, I'm still right. friends with, with one of my professors from college at Dayton. Mm-hmm. I'm still friends with Todd Clear, who was my professor, mm-hmm. uh, in contact with them. And, and they change your life. They, you know, p- p- professors change people's lives. It's a noble profession, a sacred profession profession that I and I hold and I just don't think that you can do that you can have that contact right so uh, you know again there's some practical realities right for some people can't do it right and there's some practical realities to keep the lights on and pay the bills for colleges right. so I'm not um, uh, bemoaning you know or, or I'm belittling in any way the people who do this for a living mm-hmm. but I mean but I think it, it shows in prison you know to have that professor in the class right so we do that professors have to go through background checks they have mm-hmm. to go we had orientation for sure. them you know so I, yeah. I gave them a little reality therapy about sure. prison because you know, I've spent you know a lot of time in prison right I, I, didn't, I didn't mention 
any of this in my bio, but I've actually worked in Attica for a year, mm-hmm. did some volunteer work in Attica. Mm-hmm. I, I did my dissertation for a year in prison, mm-hmm. uh, not living there, but visiting. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and um, so I've been in a lot of places where we do an orientation with them, so they feel right. comfortable, you know. Right. And that's one of the things I think people uh, get a little nervous. Some professors are nervous, but mm-hmm. after they're in there for a month, they're like, oh, right. why, why was I nervous? You right. Know, Especially a- when you're vetting those uh inmates yeah. very well and and clearly but i i see what you mean like in that situation it really would bode for face-to-face kind of teaching and learning um they may have some learning disabilities that they're presented with or it may have been years since they've you know opened a book or or been in a learning situation so it it does make sense now that I'm thinking about it that that face to face would would work a little bit better making the connection you right. know with yeah. them online you know again serves a significant purpose and for some people it's it's the best way it's as right. good you know but but in this case with these 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 students it's yeah. more of a challenge I think online. And right. and, uh, and we actually did some things. We had orientations for them, mm-hmm. you know, about uh, outlining and, and taking notes and right. and how to act in class. Yes. You know, I mean, they don't know. Yeah. You know, they, some right. of them have never been in a college class. Right. And uh, and then we had to talk about, you know, civility in the class, yep. you know, mm-hmm. uh, sort of like what we should do at faculty meetings. Right. <laughs> Uh, but we won't get into that. But um, uh, you know, so we had to do all these things as preparation. Right. But but but, I, and I will say this: uh, you know, anybody who's taught in prison, I don't think anyone who has taught in prison for any period of time hasn't said it's their best teaching experience they've ever had in their mm-hmm. lives. I I I I've heard that mm-hmm. almost from every person yeah. who's ever taught. That in prison. must feel really good when students are getting it and they're learning, and you can see the lights are on. And um, yeah, they're getting more yeah. engaged and more motivated. Yeah, and um, they really are motivated, and, yeah. and they have plenty of time to study. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, sure. And and they come prepared, and they challenge you. And some of the and again, I've, I remember doing my dissertation in prison, and some of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. People say, you know, I, 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 I say tell people some of the smartest people I've ever met are inmates, not yeah. faculty members. Right. You know? Right. Now, I mean, I'm a Obviously, many faculty members are very bright, far brighter than myself. You know, in my in my uh, junior college beginnings, was with that. That's a whole other story. But uh, <laughs> my New Jersey public school education, right? But um, but I um, these inmates are some of them are just downright brilliant. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, and and so it's been like I said, everybody I know who has experienced this has said it's their their best. You know, not that they don't like where they teach. It's not that, I mean, I love my students at Scranton. I, I haven't taught here at St. Leo's yet, right. but I will be soon, hopefully. Right. And and I'm sure, I was in a class this morning observing a class and the students were great. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I felt invigorated. I felt like I was 30 again, you know. Yeah. I can't wait to get back in the classroom, but but, the, but there's nothing like it. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just saying people are thinking about it. It's, it's really a tremendous educational experience. Um, what have you found then has the research said about these kind of programs? What kind of benefits or or not? Well, uh, again, that's pretty clear too. You know, the, the recidivism rate is pretty clear, but also people who have done um, research going in and, and that the inmates who when they get out, um, not just are they less likely to commit crime, but, you know, their thinking skills, their writing skills, mm-hmm. they're just, you know, their ability to get along in society uh, is, is, is enhanced. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's pretty clear. And 
and the recidivism rate, I think I may have mentioned this, but you know, the recidivism rate, recidivism is 60 to 70% for people. Right. But in, in, in prison, people who have studied prison education, the recidivism rate goes as low as 20, 15, but generally in wow. the 20 to 30 range, wow. 20, 30%. So instead That's of, a big difference. Yeah, so instead of, se- instead of 30% success, mm-hmm. they have 70% yeah. failure. Right, yeah, so. right. Well, let me try it again. Yeah, instead of seventy uh, percent failure, they right. have you know thirty percent failure. That's yeah. really what we're getting at. Right. And this is again, you know, you asked me how I got into this. This is when you're teaching the, you know, you teach when you teach corrections, you teach about a lot of different things in the prison system and right. what's it like to live in prison and all these kind of fun things. Uh, but but when you got the prison programs and you started reading about prison programs and then you, you know, when you teach, you learn things as mm-hmm. you know, right? You know, as a fine teacher yourself, you know. Uh, but you you learn things and you say, well, why why aren't we doing this more? Why isn't this work? You know. Right. So that's how I got into it because right. the recidivism rate for prison education programs considerably less. Right. And the cost for prison is is pretty high. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. The the average. Um, I think the average cost you know, for per year is thirty thousand dollars an inmate. Wow! To put one inmate in prison for wow. one year. You wow! Know? So you figure if they're in there for three years, that's close to a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. That doesn't count, by the way, you know, the sentencing and the lawyers and all that. I'm just saying, just to Court, lock lock right. somebody up for is hundred thousand dollars for three years. Now, right. with a hundred thousand dollars, you know, I've done the math on this. You know, I can educate a. a, a you know, a good number of inmates, students yes. for for associate degree over a three year in that three year period, with a hundred thousand dollars, I could probably educate f- at least fifty. Wow. Uh, inmates wow. right in that same period of time. Right. So if you if you extrapolate, you know, yeah. that you know, you say okay, so fifty inmates, uh, and if the recidivism rate for fifty inmates is only thirty percent. Mm-hmm. Versus the same match sample of fifty inmates, seventy percent, right. and they don't go back to prison at thirty thousand dollars a year. Right. Like I'm no mathematician, but that's a lot of money. That's a lot, you know? and that's what I tell people who um, who are against prison education programs. Mm-hmm. I say, well, you know, you know, whether you're liberal or conservative, that doesn't matter. I mean, that doesn't matter to me. You right. know? I mean, my my political persuasion doesn't matter. Right. I'm, I'm a practical person. You know, maybe right. It's because I'm German or something. I don't right. know. Oh, but what? But I also don't like to waste money right and and uh and i also um see the value of something when it works right you know? it's like you know uh, people say well why do you commit crime i think crime is a major problem with crime is parenting you know yes and and, and, I, and I see people as the kids who would do do poorly guys are in prison large percentage of them don't have parents yeah <laughs> or didn't have parents right or did poor parenting you know yes i mean they were loved but the parenting wasn't good you know right um so this works so i'm yes. a very practical person right it's nothing to do with politics or anything it's just you right. know, it works so do the math you yeah. know if you're thirty thousand dollars a year if you could prevent if you have 10 inmates and you could prevent five of them from going back five times 30 times you know whatever right. that's, that's a lot of money that adds up that's a lot of taxpayer money yeah and you're talking about the you know 600 million dollar correctional budgets any in any year between mm-hmm. 600 700 million dollars we spend a year on right. corrections wow and um and that's because of the recidivism right so if we can reduce that yeah that that's more money for other stuff that's that people right. need. like you know again you know I, i'd rather take that Hundred million of that, and put it into uh, preschool for Head Start. Sure. Head Start's another program. I mean, sure. you know, Head Start's another program that works. Right. 
Right. But we don't have the money for it someplace. Right. 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 Uh, the schools that are crumbling and a bad asbestos in the ceiling and mm-hmm. bad learning environments. Right. And, and uh, you know, let's, you know. Right. People need prison. computers, yeah. need staff computers, and yeah. teachers. I, yeah. I, schools cutting sports programs, cutting art. Yeah. Cutting music. Right. Cutting languages. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's. You know, so take the hundred million and put it right. into that. So again, it's not a political thing. It's not, you know, I don't people tell you, right? It's not a liberal conservative thing. This is a practical matter, right? That <laughs> the research be, yeah, so. is showing yeah. that it's effective. Um, and, and can I just say yeah. one more thing? And it's not only, you know, I, I should should have clarified that it's not just practical either. You know, and we said this at Scranton, and, and I would say the same if we can get this done at St. Leo's, especially at. Catholic schools, you know, we have a, a responsibility mm-hmm. to go into prisons. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a corporal act right. of mercy. You right. know, it's, a, it's one of our corporal, as, as a Catholic, it's one of the things you're supposed to do, visit the sick, visit right. the imprisoned. You know, and this is, we have a responsibility as a Catholic school to go into the community and to help people less fortunate to ourselves. If right. we're not doing that, we're frauds. Right. You know, so, right. I mean, I know public schools do it, and they're Rutgers, and they do it very well. Don't get right. me wrong. And, and so it's more of a civic responsibility, and, that, mm-hmm. and that's great. You know, it's great. But but we have a moral obligation at, at small, at, especially right. Catholic schools, a moral obligation to do this. So I, sure. I feel strongly about that. And and it's always been a bucket list of mine, something for 30 mm-hmm. years I want to do. So getting it accomplished at Scranton. And I'm towards the end of my career now, and... Uh, and so I, I at least I can feel like you know I had something to do with that, and I'm, 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 I'm you know I'm, I'm not proud of all my behavior, but that's one of them. <laughs> I, um, I think I also read that uh, there was some research showing that prison education also improves inmate like behavior and and reduces like some violence that may happen in the prison. Did did you see that too, or know yes, about that? yeah, you did ask that a little bit before. Yeah. I don't know if I, I totally That's answered okay. your question. So you know, you're you're right. It it um, um, it not only increases reduces recidivism, it increases their ability to get jobs when they get out. I mean, those are right. those are real life things. But right. but it also does um, change the behavior it makes while they're in the prison program. Because mm-hmm. one of the qualifications to stay in the program. You can't have any serious misconduct. Okay. If you get serious yeah. misconduct, you're out of the prison program. This is a privilege, in yeah, other right. words. That's so right. yeah. you have to um, earn. Yeah. So okay. if you're if you're a knucklehead, you know yeah. you get yourself involved in some gang violence, and, right? Or you you know you're dealing drugs in the joint. Yeah. You know you're out. You know you're out. Yeah. And um, so it does guarantee almost mm-hmm. that, that these that these guys behave. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I must say there's, there's some. Good prison education programs in women's prisons too, but the reason I I, I, I say he is because I, my work has been with male prisons because mm-hmm. that ninety three percent of the people incarcerated are men wow. in prisons anyway. Wow. So you know I mean I I you know you can't study everything. You know? Right. Right. This prison has studied studied women prison mm-hmm. women education and they've, they've they've done probably better studies than I have and better experience. So you maybe need that. Maybe have some a, a female talk about it, but mm-hmm. um, and their experience. But um, yes, it, it's pretty clear that there's been research shows that it reduces prison infractions. Okay, you know, and makes yeah. behave better. And, and what's really interesting is when you after you work in these prisons and after you go um, and you witness the prison education programs, even the guards. It takes during the beginning they're skeptical, sure. But over time they're like, well, you know, this is oh no, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I, I think these guys are, and they want to go home every day. That's all. Sure. They, that's all guards care about. They, right. they care about going home at the end right. of the day. 
You know, that's all they care about. I don't blame them. It's right. the hardest job, and I can't imagine yeah. a harder job. You know, and I and I give them credit. Um, Pretty stressful. Uh, it's it's incredible. But but they want to go home. So anything that that they can that the inmates can get involved in that takes up their time, mm-hmm. takes them away from shenanigans and right. you know being an idiot, sure. you know, and and doing something and that might harm them. Then they have to break yeah. up fights and whatever. Yeah. They don't, they don't want any of that. Right. But I again, my point is, um, I have been pleasantly surprised by the number of of guards who in the beginning correctional officers who in the beginning were like ah they, they don't need that or that's mm-hmm. and there's other reasons we could maybe talk about you know other challenges for the guards but but in, i'm pleasantly surprised by the number of say you know i, I get it now and, mm-hmm. and they, they these inmates have been good and and mm-hmm. and and, and, the, and the other ones now want to be part of it and and there's just less 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 nonsense going on in, yeah. the, in the tier you know back in right the tier. right who pays for the prison education well, you and I, you know, okay. uh, uh, in most cases. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's a, a dual thing, okay? The uh, re- re- reason you and I are paying for it is because, you know, the teachers still have to get into the prison. Mm-hmm. They have to get from point A to point B. They have to be escorted. They have to have a room. They have right. to be. So that there's some underlying costs. Sure. Not very expensive, but there's sure. costs there. And there's guards that have to supervise it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So there's personnel costs or whatever. Okay. Um, and but but uh, often, but most often, except for example, in our case, what we did is the university foots the bill for the faculty. Okay. You the faculty. Right. Now there are some states that have had uh, over the years. Now this has been it's, it's called um uh well we'll get back to that but there's been an, an, Programs that have paid for it through the state funds, you know, okay. where they, they they actually hide. Right. State Ohio, for example, in many states had prison education programs where they got grants from the United oh, okay. States, from the yeah. government, mm-hmm. or or the Fed, the state decided they were going to put money into the educational budgets mm-hmm. of the prison programs. You know, because right. they have teachers teaching high school equivalency, and then some. And there was a period of time where there um, there were called Pell grants. Right, and you could get a Pell Grant, uh, oh. and 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 the and the institution would get paid, you know. Um, but um, those Pell Grants w- were eliminated for a while, but now they're coming back. Okay. They're coming back now. There's new Pell Grants which you can apply for, uh, for prison programs. But, but for a bit. So in the beginning, it was the state, the states, individual states did it, or the federal government. Mm-hmm. Then there were p- grants, federal mm-hmm. grants, and then and then there was nothing, and then the number of prison education programs fell from like a thousand to twenty. Oh, it was wow. really sad for yeah. a period of time in the late nineties and two mm-hmm. thousands. Uh, but now they're they're starting up again. It's really exciting. It's an yeah. exciting time for prison education. They're starting up again, and and um. Because of the Pell grants are being mm-hmm. uh, so now, like let's say for example, you want to go to a, a, you want to take this two year degree, uh, and and the University of Scranton gets a Pell grant or St. Leo's, right. they get paid by the federal government to educate twenty inmates. Wonderful for the for the cost of that education, right. you know. Right. And so because it does cost, and this is where I give uh, Scranton credit, um, the president at the time. Um, since passed away, unfortunately, a good, uh, Scott Pilars, he was um, president. He, uh, he had uh, ALS, you know? mm-hmm. but he agreed to pay foot the bill for the first year or so. You uh-huh. know? He said, "No, this is something right. we should be doing." You know, right. it's a mission of the university, and that's a point I was making before about right. a Catholic school. He said, "No, it's our mission to do this for people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you this much money, and then we get the faculty." 
Right. We invite faculty to want to want to play, uh-huh. and they get paid. You uh-huh. know, and they get mileage and everything. You know, right. to go to the prison and teach these courses. Right. So again, um, it depends. If you're lucky, you get grants. Uh-huh. Um, uh, don't private donors. Some places, uh, okay. prison fellowship is another organization that promotes this. But uh, but many times the institution itself puts the bill. Uh-huh. Uh, the problem is when you have. If it's if it's a state institution and people find out that the state institution is paying for faculty to go into a prison, then you got some political issues there. Sure, sure. What are some of the other challenges that come with uh, prison education? Well, um, there are many. Uh, you know, logistically, as we mentioned, right. we touched on right. Logistically, getting them, getting people in uh, the program, the inmates finding the inmates, and, get, and then if they have, let's say, they have a program or they, or they commit an offense, you lose them. Right. You know, like so, somebody might be halfway in the program, and they get in a fight in yeah. the cafeteria, and yeah. you lose them. You know, that's tough. You yeah. Know? And you, you know, you get to know these inmates mm-hmm. as human beings, and you know, I mean, I, I remember, I, I, you know, you forget. That right. they're inmates when you're right. in class with them, you don't mm-hmm. feel unsafe, and you don't, and you, right. you think they're students, you know? right? And uh, and so then all of a sudden they're missing. That's that's a void, you know. So yeah. there's challenges for the security issues in the prison, but there's other challenges. Like I mentioned this a, a little bit. Uh, if the guards aren't interested in this, mm-hmm. they could really be a pain. Mm-hmm. You know, they could really be. Now, I'm not saying they are always or even frequently, but if they if they don't want to cooperate and, right. and get get you for as a as a professor, for example, yeah. from point A to point B, yeah. they can delay and not pick you up because you need a you need a ride. They call sure. it. you get a ride from the entrance to the classroom. You know? Right, right. And um, or bus, whatever they call right. it. Right. And 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 if they don't want to do it, they can mm-hmm. they can submarine you. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't like an inmate, they can you know not let them out of this think about it, back in the tier. Right. Right. Like let's say twelve o'clock class. Yeah. I'm just giving you a number. Um and they have to let these inmates out, give them a pass. And well, right. what if they don't want to let them out today? Because yeah. earlier in the day, they might have mouthed off to the right. guard. So you need the correctional officer support, a minimally at least. You, you need know? their buy-in. Yeah, to, buy-in. Yeah. And the unions of these prisons. Right. You know, especially in the Northeast. Now, down mm-hmm. here, it's not a problem, right? But, right. Uh, but up in Pennsylvania and New York, especially, mm-hmm. the unions are powerful. You know, right. and so if, if you if you don't work with them a little bit and, mm-hmm. and, and, and they don't want to help you, they can submarine. That's just you know some over some examples. So you got yeah. the guards, you got the and you, and you got the logistics. You got costs. Books are also a challenge. Oh, right, right. Right now, trying to get a book into prison, you, you're mm-hmm. easier to escape from prison than get a book into a prison. Now <laughs> it, it's it's you know I'm mean, yeah. flipping, but it's it's ridiculous yeah. how mm-hmm. hard it is to get a simple book into a mm-hmm. prison. Uh, that's a challenge, of course. Technological computers. Yeah. You know, how, you know how you're going to take a computer class if there's no computers. Right. And and chemistry and biology. Right. You know, so so what you do with that, you have somebody come in. We had a physics professor come in and teach about physics mm-hmm. and physics history and about. He couldn't bring his toys in. Right. Know, right. But he taught about physics. You right. Know? Um, so that's a challenge too. The, the mm-hmm. science and that. Sure. Um, and um, and general, I think. Excuse me. People's uh, fears, uh, people's prejudices, mm-hmm. and and their unrealistic, uh, you know, th- you know, things that they don't really know and they they judge. But that, those right. are just some of the things I would say. Yeah. That, that, that are challenges. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and one more thing, and this yeah. is something that that's actually related. You know, is it, it's and another problem is the perspective of outside people about the program. Right. You know, but right. You know, why should you have it? 
why why should we pay for mm-hmm. it that, that so the public perspective right. public perspective is is a, is right important. It's a like wonder- i wonder if someone were to think um hey i can't send my kid to college i can't afford it why does an inmate who's done whatever you know something pretty serious to be in that long um get to go to college and get it for free um, no, that's and that's what I what I was sort of touching yeah. at. So then it was a good follow up question there by you, but uh, that that's you know the um, a, a challenge and it's called we actually have a principle we we have a term for that in in corrections it's called the principle of least eligibility hmm. and what basically and this is actually you know when I teach I tell students this is one of the few things that you're going to have to actually pay attention. That it's not easy to understand and you might get wrong because it's a little tricky. So pay attention. The principle of the least is basically that that people believe that prisoners should not live better. I'm trying to I'm simplifying. Right. Here. Prisoners, inmates should not live um, any better than people in society. Mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. they're they're not out. They shouldn't be getting. What people, and especially people who who don't have resources outside of prison, right. should not be getting, right. and it causes this 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 clash. So yeah. the, the the perspective is exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Why should my kid? I have to pay blank blank blank. Well, and I say, well, first of all, um, very few people in America can't afford junior college. Right. So right. let's be serious about yeah. that. You know, and in fact, the poorer you are, the better chance you have to go to college for free. Because you're poor and you can get financial aid. And right. There's a lot of it. Right. You know, and that's another thing. And I always told my student, my kids, this is my student. There's ten times as much financial aid for stu- for studies and for for need than there is af- athletic scholarships. Yeah. You know, I mean, exactly. You know, uh, if you if you think you're gonna your kid's gonna get an athletic scholarship and you're putting your money in that, that that's a bad that's a bad model. You know? Right. And, and and you can say, well, if you well, I have a daughter who went. College on athletic scholarship, mm-hmm. so I'm not against sports, right? Right, right. But 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 we didn't rely on that. She, you know, right. this was not from day one our plan. Right. She went and you know, right, uh, and did it. But yeah, but we said from day one, you know, we have ten more, ten times more money for academics than there is for athletics. You know, so. I, I tell people first that, you know, mm-hmm. let's be serious. You can afford junior college education. That's right. all these guys are getting. Right. You know? right. Well, you know, they, people sh- they still shouldn't get it for free. And I, okay. And I say, well, how about this one? How about if I told you that you have a, 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 a cancer? Mm-hmm. And and I said, you know, if you take aspirin, you have a 90% failure rate of, for your disease. Right. But if you take blah, 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 right. it reduces to 50%. Would right. you take that? Oh, of course, of course I would. No, of course mm-hmm. I would. Well, well, then why wouldn't you want prison education when we know it works? Right, right. <laughs> you, know, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 and, 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 and you know, you, you pay taxes, right? Yes, I do. I pay too much taxes. Well, one reason you pay too much taxes is because we have 1.8 million people in prison, and you know, we have to do something with these people. So, mm-hmm. don't you want less people in prison? Yes. Well, this is one of the few programs that we know works. Right. So, if you want to pay less taxes and you want to have less people in prison, and you, and and, and then. Because we also have an obligation as a, a Christian country. Now I, I, you, you got to be careful when you say that. Now you know, but it still was founded on on on, on Christianity, basically. Right. That we have a responsibility to to be for other people. You know, mm-hmm. um, moral obligation to help our citizens. So mm-hmm. so I I, I, I try to, but usually 
you can't have that conversation with anybody anyway because they've already determined. You know, that's most people right. are just set. Right. They don't. They don't. They don't want to hear. Right. It. And uh, and 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 then. I just try, you know. You just yeah. try, and sometimes you're not going to convince people. Well, it's, it's it's a political thing, you know how that right, is. Right, you know? right. Well, hopefully, you know, the science can make us think a little bit more critically. Then, because there is backup to this to say that you know these programs are effective not only for inside the prison behaviors, but afterwards too, and it's saving money, and also it's making people come out and they're safer. They're not committing as many or any crimes again. Some can be violent and dangerous. So I guess there's also um, you know, an safety. argument to public say safety. for public safety as well. Yes, there's no doubt. And, yeah. and another myth um, is that there's so many people in prison who are nonviolent Offenders, right? Now, I'm sorry, right. that's that's sort of a myth, right? You know, you hear the number thirty percent. Well, it's not really true. You know, most of the guys that are in prison are there are related to violence in some way. Okay, you know, so they had drugs, for right. example, and they held a gun to you and they said, mm -hmm. "Okay, give me your money for your drugs," right? And then you got you got caught. Now they didn't actually shoot you, but they right. had a gun, right? Right. Uh, or they shot somebody in a gang situation, whatever. Right. And we, what they do is they plea bargain away the gun. Mm -hmm. They plea bargain away the gun, and then they get found guilty of the drugs. drugs. And then it shows up on their record. Well, they're a drug offender, and they're non-violent. No, they're, you know, come on. It's and, and, and most of them also are parole violators or been in prison multiple times. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to go. We could have a, another podcast on it. It's not easy to go to prison. Right. You know, you, you gotta right. you, you gotta be a knucklehead. Right. You know, multiple times. Right. You know. And uh so um you're absolutely right. These these yeah. guys are not church mice, you know. Right. These are not altar boys we're dealing right. with here. But I've I've I love them, you know. I, yeah. I you know, and, and, and I, I get a kick out of them and um you know, are they are they dangerous? Maybe, but I, I also another thing, you, you never ask them. I don't right. want to know what they did. No. Never. No. I, did, I don't. I just they're students, you know? right? But uh, but you're absolutely right. Public safety is enhanced by this program. Right. There's no doubt. There's yeah. no doubt. Well, thank you so much. I think we're just about up on time, but I've really appreciated talking to you today, Doctor uh, Dammer. Um, this has been really interesting. Talk about prison education and and knowing the research behind it and and the positives towards it and also some of the challenges. So thank you very much. Well, thank you, Lisa, and uh, the service you're doing for the St. Leo's University and, and, and for the good of society in general, this kind of thing, I get this kind of positive information out there is very valuable. So we thank you for your efforts also. Thank you. To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877-622-2009 or visit stleo.edu.